Revolution's Whitetail Rut Boot Camp, hunters. Today you'll be briefed on how to read rubs, how to use a buck's vision to your advantage. You'll learn the basics of biological rut versus the hunter's rut, and we've even got a little something for the junior buck hunters. And it's brought to you by Zeiss at Zeiss.com forward slash sports. And left, 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 right, left. And now, here's Jim and Trav. Dead hunt! Yes, sir. Get light, maggot! I am. This is the Whitetail Rut Boot Camp. Are you ready? Yes, I have my chest in and stomach out. You know, we are full-figured. <laughs> I am plus Model. plus. Give or take an extra plus. Depends <laughs> <laughs> on the time of day. It's more or less a point system with us anymore. <laughs> uh, we are talking about the rut. Everything you need to know exclusively on today's show on how to be successful uh, uh, during this uh, rut season. For Whitetail. I thought that was kind of implied. It no. might have been implied, but... Did I miss the mark? Well, you may have somewhat. I may have. Because gonna... people could have think, now, are we talking about mule deer? Are we talking about black-tailed deer? Are we talking about coos or cows well, deer? But in the beginning of the show, though, I said whitetail. You weren't listening. As usual. Uh, but we're going to kind of do things differently. Uh, right now, we're being joined by old uh, Scott Bestel, and he's a freelance writer, but he's also the whitetail's columnist and field editor for Field and Stream. Magazine. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> No, he just writes while he's sitting next to a stream. Anyways, uh, Scott, how you doing, buddy? I'm just fine. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. A little Fun little factoid here. We've got a treat for you. we got a special game designed just for we you. We thought of you when this came up. <laughs> it's called Know Your Whitetail Bow Movements. Are you ready to play, Scott? That sounds good. I'll try not to reveal my ignorance. <laughs> All right, here we go. A wildlife biologist did a study, did a whole bunch of research. How would you like to apply for this job? It'd be an interesting job. Are you qualified? Well, I've wiped my butt before. <laughs> Uh, how many times a day, doesn't matter, buck or doe, on average, how many times a day does a white-tailed deer poop in the woods? Or defecate. Oh, my. That's uh, that's beyond my knowledge. How much, what's the answer? They said 13 times biologists have found. Who, Only can, after Taco Jones. I can honestly say this. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Obviously, he does 13 times. <laughs> I love it. That's great. <laughs> All right, so let's do this in this week's Ram Power Block. Ram Power Block. Hey, we're going to hear again from outdoor writer Scott Bestel, plus phoning in on the Ram Hotline at 785-846-7647 will be freelance writers Craig Doherty, Bernie Berenger, plus Button Bucks Brad Christian, and Mr. Whitetail himself, Larry Wiseoon. <laughs> Hi, Jim. Hi. Uh, those new glasses are really working out for you. From across uh, the room, it's wonderful. Hey, plus here in a minute, we're also going to get to the mailbag with Mark. All right, now let's uh, turn our attention back to uh, Mr. Scott Bestel, outdoor writer uh, for Field and Stream. What's but, he uh, talking about? We're talking about rubs. We're going to kick this whole oh, thing okay. off with rubs right now. Once again, as we're talking about the rut on today's show, and I mean... Rubs play a significant role in the story of hunting. I mean, I mean it's true. It, it, it really does uh, do that. But let me let me read you guys some of the different types of rubs. There's right? more than one? There's more than one rub. We got boundary rubs. How many we are got, there? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. We got boundary rubs. We got trail rubs. We got rut rubs. We got community rubs. We have field rubs, and we have giant rubs. When I see a rub... I just see a rub. I can't read it. Can't read it like a book. Not a clue. I can I can read those better than my own handwriting. We also have one more rub. When you do the wrong way. But rub. You rub me the wrong way. I do rub Jim the wrong way, and I just don't like it when Jim rubs my shoulders. <laughs> but no, I mean, how do we go about differentiating between um, these different types of rubs, Scott? I, I don't know where to begin, and don't tell me you do, Jimmy. Uh, how, how do we read these, man? <laughs> Well, I tell you what, um, it, there's a lot of mystery involved in whitetail hunting. I've been doing it my whole life, and I'm always amazed by how much I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, but I think it's uh, I think it's important not to overthink it. Um, uh, and one of the big things that I really like to concentrate on is looking for rub lines, um, which are a series of rubs that kind of go in the same direction. Yeah. And uh, and they give you a, they in my opinion they give you a big tip off to a buck's travel patterns and uh, and where he's coming and going now when they're uh, out there doing these rubs do they go back to the very same rub uh, every time they come through there or do they make new ones as they go along bucks will revisit a rub um and sometimes rework it um but uh, in my experience i've seen a lot of bucks uh, walk up to an existing rub sniff it um so there's obviously some kind of scent communication going on there and um but i think um you know, when they're when they're working a rub line that goes from one direction to another, they tend to like to 
you know, open up a new one. And uh, I think rubs are a big way that the Bucks advertise their presence to each other. You know, I'm uh, here I am. I'm King Kong. I'm walking this block, and you boys better watch out for me. <laughs> watch your step. But, uh, you know, Bucks like hard edges. Everybody knows that. And so that's the first place we want to start looking, correct, Scott? Find those Absolutely. edges, and you're going to find these rubs, right? Absolutely, yeah. You, you know, anytime one type of habitat uh, gives way to another is an excellent place. The uh, bucks, uh, or all white-tailed deer, are just drawn to habitat edges, and that's an excellent place to start. Uh, also, if uh, hunters who can really pay attention to the habitat in their area will probably find tree species that bucks prefer to rub over others. They're usually a softwood species like uh, aspen or uh, cedar, Purple. pine, you know, those types of trees that they can really, you know, dig their antlers to and hash them up. Yeah. Now, we uh, we all know that uh, sometimes size matters. Is it the bigger the tree rub, the bigger the buck? Also, is there usually something associated with it, like maybe a uh, licking branch or something? Um, <clears throat> licking branches are, are typically associated with scrapes, um, and bucks will open up scrapes near rubs. There's no question about it. Um, and as far as the, you know, the size matters question, that, that's an excellent question. Um, I obviously, I, I'm like anybody, if I see a, a huge tree that's been, you know, torn up, I get really excited because in my experience, bigger deer do pick on bigger trees. I've seen little bucks uh, visit those rubs, but they, I've rarely seen them uh, open them up. But at the same token, um, if I see a small rub, I don't necessarily discount it. I think some bucks even very large ones will just, you know, walk by a tree and say, hey, I don't like the looks of that thing. I'm going to tear it up, you know. So it, it doesn't have to be a big tree to signify a big buck. Yeah, when you, when you see a little four corn messing with a big rub, it, it's kind of like a, a little boy walking around the house in his dad's shoes, you know? <laughs> that's an excellent analogy. That's, I'm going to use that one in one of my stories. Thanks very much. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, that's just adorable. <laughs> Look at you, you overachiever, you. So, okay, we, we, we want to find these rubs on these hard edges that's the best place to find them. Now, where do we want to ambush them? Because in those hard edges, they have good cover. They can get away from us. Where are we wanting to set up when we find this rub line? I always like to look for uh, terrain funnels. You know, um, I like to walk the edge, um, walk that hard edge. And if, there, and if there's a series of rubs following that edge, great. And then if I can put the odds even more in my favor, find where another edge intersects that edge or a funnel that connects with that edge, so I'm actually dealing with uh, deer direction from multiple areas. Um, I never like to put all my eggs in one basket if I don't have to. Um, and so, you know, basically, the, you know, the more the more deer sign that you can put together in one spot, the better uh, your chances of a, of a successful ambush are. Now, is it possible to do a mock rub then? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, and as, as we've talked about before, guys, um, there, I think there's a real big visual component to these uh, rubs. I think deer bottom and go, hey, that's a new one. I haven't seen that before. And so I think you can, uh, you know, I've taken a saw, you know, a little hand saw and just barked up a tree. And, and usually I put a mock scrape nearby to kind of give a double bang uh, attraction to the area. So, yeah, those those things are all possible. But you could be barking up a wrong tree. Oh, <laughs> you know, I caught Jim rubbing a donut on his eyes this morning. What kind of rub is that? Uh, now, a Scott, sweet one. <laughs> Scott he had sprinkles on it. I look like a fairy one of my dust. favorites. Now, Scott, uh, before we go on with this, if we want to find out more information about you in this topic, the, the more we can sit down and educate ourselves, the better we will be out in the field. Where where can we find you online, buddy? I'm at the uh, Field and Stream website, so it's just fieldstream.com, and then uh, navigate towards the Whitetail 365 blog, which I share with uh, with a blogger named Dave Hurtow, and and we pretty much try to put uh, you know three four new topics up there every week, and we're just uh, we're deer geeks, and we just like to talk about whitetails and and uh, and you know share information with our readers and learn from them too. So yeah, we we encourage you to visit uh, whitetail three sixty five at fieldandstream.com. Now in Kansas, I mean we've got to go long and hard to find a tree out here. We're finding that a in Northwest Kansas. Yeah, in Northwest Kansas, we're finding a lot of these bucks use fence posts, creosote fence posts, to uh, to rub their antlers on. And uh, some of them just beat the fire out of them. And, but they tend to go back to that same particular post. It's almost like it's a, uh, you know, a telephone booth, if you will, uh, for, uh, for animals because they seem to conjugate around those male and female. Now, uh, do they just, are they opportunists and just find what they can rub on and that's it? That, you bring up a great point. I, and I was shocked on my very first time I went out there and I found a cedar fence post that was, it basically in an hourglass shape, and the next year it was snapped off. And yeah. I really feel like deer do 
use these rubs on an annual basis, and, and they do. They'll find whatever they can find to, uh, you know, I've seen bucks rub on telephone poles when they don't have anything left. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the monster and they buck. call Wisconsin. <laughs> 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 All right, one more time. We're coming up on an ad break, Scott, to find out more about you, learn more about Field and Stream. I highly recommend uh, subscribing. Got to hop online, check them out. Where can we find you guys, buddy? Fieldandstream.com, Whitetail365. We encourage you to visit. Love to have your questions and uh, observations there. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Scott Bessel, this guy is a whitetail guru, and he says geek. He's the man with the plan. This man knows everything about whitetail. He talks to them in their dreams. Uh, <laughs> but we are the revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks. So Ramtrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com and Zeiss. And Zeiss.com forward slash sports. Mr. Scott, man, thank you so much, buddy, for coming on and, and for uh, schooling us. Oh, I, it was my pleasure, guys. It was a great honor to be, be on your show and... Uh... Next year, when I'm out in northwestern Kansas, you'll have to we'll have to go out and get some donuts with sprinkles and make <laughs> rubs on them. I'll show you how. <laughs> Appreciate it, big guy. Thanks so much, you guys. Have a good day. Hi, right, you too, guy. Hey, well, hang on, because coming up next, we're going to hear from old outdoor writer Craig Doherty about thinking, about rethinking the rut. So stick around. It's going to make you think, isn't it, Jimmy? <laughs> right, Craig Doherty is with Outdoor Life. But uh, here's Mark with the mail. Oh, here we go. Let's open it up. It's the Revolution Mailbag that's brought to you by Ram. So Jim and Trav were wondering what you guys thought about the current election. And no, we're not talking about the presidential one. Jim and Trav had you guys vote as to who you like better, Peggy, the big mouth intern, or Bunny, and tell us why. So here's your responses. The Revolution Mailbag. Eve Tyson writes, my vote's for Bunny because any girl that nurses a baby while in a ground blind is a pretty cool mom in my book. Dale W. says, it's Peggy all the way. She might be seriously annoying and long-winded, and her voice sends chills down my spine. Oh, wait a second. I take that back. My vote's for Bunny. Sally Sumner emails, I always go for the underdog, so Peggy, my vote's for you. Bernie Hilder votes, it's Bunny. She sounds really hot, and she's always giving out great recipes. Yum, yum. Chad Stover weighs in, I put them neck and neck, but if push comes to shove, I'd reckon Bunny could take Peggy out with just one blow. Emma James says, I think they're both rock stars, and they add so much to the show. Viva la Peg and Bunny. Stan the Man writes, who's Peggy? The high-pitched one? Way to pay attention there, Stan. Lou Tig says, I like Bunny over Trav, and I trade Jim for Peggy, so why don't they just host the show? And finally, Jess Cavern emails, I don't like either of them. I think it's just a girl thing. I love you boys, though. Well, I'm sure this mailbag is going to cause plenty of tension around the studio. But remember, if you want your words heard, send your emails to me, Mark, at Radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. And we'll see ya. It's time to fight fire with steel. To answer the battle cry for better with best-in-class mileage. To advance truck technology with the available Pentastar V6, 8-speed transmission, and aerodynamic grill shutters that respond, react, and help conserve fuel at highway speeds. The new 2013 Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy and backed by a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. Standard pickup class EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on Ram V6 4x2. Actual results may vary. Excludes hybrid models. See dealer for copy of the powertrain limited warranty. Ram and Pentastar registered trademarks of Chrysler Group, LLC. The Ruger 1022 Takedown. A new take on the legendary Ruger 1022. With all of the features and functionality of America's favorite rimfire rifle, the Ruger 1022 Takedown easily separates for convenient storage and transportation. Reassembly is simple and returns the rifle to zero, ensuring precision shot after shot. Packed in a backpack-style bag included with the rifle, the Ruger 1022 Takedown makes it easy to keep America's favorite rimfire by your side. You know what's a great show? Good show. You're listening to The Revolution. It looks human, but of course that doesn't mean a thing. With Jim and Trav. Amazing Grace. How sweet. <laughs> I just stop now. That is Leanne Rhymes. Um, that saved the Stop match. it! Stop it!
like me. When she sings, I want to kick a kitten. <laughs> you know, that is a great song, but no when she, puppy is safe around trap. When she sings it, it is so depressing. Someone needs to give that girl a cookie. What happened to her? Not that I ever liked her, but what, what happened? Oh, you know, last night, Jimbo. That's a question we must ask ourselves. I was sitting, <laughs> everybody's going to ask, what's wrong with Leanne Rhymes? Um, I sit around my house reading the Bible. I do that pretty much every night, uh, or better known as Outdoor Life. Uh, that's my Bible. Okay. And I was reading a great article, Rethinking the Rut. This is by uh, Craig uh, Doherty. Uh, and he's fixing to join us at 785-846-7647. I got to read this real quick, though. It says, uh, for decades, we've hunted under the assumption that the white toe rut proceeds through its various stages in a somewhat orderly fashion. Guess no one ever mentioned that to the deer. That is very interesting. Yeah, that was from the uh, the second book of Craig, 2-3. <laughs> hey, Craig, how you doing? I, b- I bet you didn't even know you had your own verse in the Bible, did you, buddy? Well, I, no, I didn't know that, but it's good to know. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope it helps in the long run. Yeah, well, when God said, let us make man in our image, he was talking well, to you. We're doing just fine right now, but uh, <laughs> I have to tell you, we're right in the middle of the hunter's rut through most of the country, including the northern states particularly. And that's what I want to point out real quick. You have the biological rut versus the hunter's rut. Right. And that often gets mixed up. People are actually hunting their own rut, what they perceive as the rut, but they're really not hunting the rut, are they? Well, you know, we've had, uh, we have a large network of people who weigh in with us in the rut. Over the last five years, we've developed a network of literally thousands of people who read our Monday morning rut report. And it became clear to me after about two years of this thing that hunters discussed the rut one way and qualified the rut one way and identified it one way. And I hang around with a lot of biologists, and they look at it a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And they're not necessarily, they are very much related. But you you ask any hunter, what is the peak of the rut? And he's going to say it's that time when you need to, you know, hide behind trees because there's so many deer running around that you're going to get hurt. (laughs) <laughs> and he's looking for chasing and carrying on and uh, a lot of activity in the woods, uh, yeah. aggressive, aggressive activity. And you see a buck every seven minutes or, or whatever his working definition is. And that, to him, it's his peak of the rut. He'll call his buddies up and say, get out here. It's <laughs> happening. Now, ask the same question to a biologist, particularly a state biologist. Mm-hmm. And uh, get them in a headlock because they don't ever really like to get pinned down on this stuff too much. But <laughs> or look at a breeding chart or a conception chart for your state or for your area, and you'll see that it's a generally a def- in fact almost always is a little bit after the hunter's rut. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's when the deer are being bred. What you want to hunt is the pre-rut because I don't know if you boys know this, but when bucks are running around. Uh, it's pretty hard to run and breed. Yeah, they got their you know? belt buckles and everything. Yeah, and so yeah. you you really want to be out there in the pre-rut, which is the, the rut that we've kind of uh, defined ourselves, which peak really activity. is the peak activity for hunters, not necessarily uh, for the deer. Exactly, and, and that's the way hunters view it. And, that's interesting. And Yeah, and, and, and it's just a matter of definition of terms. And, and when you, so you're having a conversation about the rut and, a guy says, hey, it's on. You know, ask him, what did you see? Yeah. Instead of labeling, because we're all great labelers. Oh, man, we're in the chasing <laughs> stage. Well, we're in the trolling stage. You hear well, that all the, the time. Stage or that stage. Well, one observation doth not a, a rut make. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the woods at any given time. So it's always best to ask your buddy you're talking to, uh, you know, what do you mean by the peak of the rut? What did you actually see? And especially make sure you sharpen the point on that pencil between the hunter's rut, which really is about a three to five day period of time, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. it, it molds and it, it blends right into the biological rut. And frankly, there is breeding that goes on during the hunter's rut. Uh, we pulled camera film yesterday and we're thrilled because of a, the rareness of the picture. Up, there was a very nice buck on a doe, mounted her. Really? And he was breeding her right there in front of the camera. And it, we're not quite in the breeding season yet here in oh, wow. state New York where we are. Yeah. Now, the thing is, my boss, who loves to hunt, uh, he takes the week that uh, that's the pre-rut. I only have the rut where they're actually breeding in the, the biological the hunter, biological rut. rut. Uh, how do I hunt them? I mean, is it actually in their bedroom? If you people talk about, well, here's where they uh, here's where they bed down. 
here's where they eat, try to get them in the hallway between. Uh, are they in that uh, that bedding area, or is it just the opportunity is where they're breeding at, and you just have to be able to find those little nooks and crannies? You know, often we see the, the paired-up bucks and does that are they're going to be kind of locked down as a common term used now mm-hmm. with that, that time. They had locked down generally in, in, a, in kind of an out-of-the-way place, so you're going to have to crowd them. You're going to have to make a move on their bedroom, and you know, if he can stake out uh, areas between heavy cover where they may be, and, and you know, and, and that guy, once he's done breeding her, he's going to get walking again to find his, his next conquest. And, uh, <laughs> he's a player. So that's what you're going to try to catch is the movement between areas. Yeah, you bet. Now, tell us something about your books right now. you got a couple books you're telling us about on this past ad break. Uh, and, and management and stuff like that. Where can we find out more about you online, Craig? Well, I think the best place to go is, is uh, for our new book, to learn about our new book, which hasn't, it's, hasn't been printed yet, but mm-hmm. it will be within probably two weeks. It's called uh, White Tales from Ground to Gun. Oh, wow. And, and it's at our website, which is northcountrywhitetails.com. Oh, okay. And uh, that's where you can learn about us. We uh, are, are in the, the whitetail consulting business. My son, Neil Doherty, has uh, been a whitetail consultant for about 15 years. Oh. He's, uh, uh, he used to work for Biologic and the Whitetail Institute, so he knows the food plot game inside and out. And, uh, and he consults all over the northern United States, not a lot in the south. Mm-hmm. And we also deal in uh, hunting properties up in the, the northern part or, of New York State. Well, that's good to know. Uh, we we got to get to a break, buddy. So if we want to find out more about the Bible, we want, we want to brush We're up talking about outdoor life. On some uh, verses here. Uh, where can we find you online, buddy? Okay, OutdoorLife.com. All right, so we're the revolution. We're brought to you proudly, brought to you by Ram Trucks. Truck in Texas! Uh, RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com and NRA Blog at NRAblog.com plus Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. But Jimmy, Jimmy James, by the way, I like your new glasses. Hey, thank you. You look studious. You're handsome. Somebody yell up to me, hey, four eyes. and a who are you talking about? I got four eyes. I got two. <laughs> right. Hey, and I can believe this. Coming up next, Bernie Berenger, and he's talking about how to use a deer's eyesight to your advantage. Or a box. Or whatever. It doesn't matter. They're all deer. It's either a five spot or maybe a saw buck. When you got four eyes like Jimmy, you don't know if it's a buck or a dog. Oh, see, that's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie's coming up next. Oh, hey, no, buddy. Craig. Sorry. Uh, good <laughs> having you on, buddy. Thank you very much. My pleasure. The Revolution. Gear up for hunting season today by entering the Zeiss Field Days rebate promotion for all your favorite Zeiss binoculars, rangefinders, and rifle scopes through December. Visit Zeiss.com forward slash sports and click to Field Days. This is George Thornton with the National Wild Turkey Federation, and if you're looking for great hunting, you'll find it in Kansas. You may already know about the great pheasant hunting here, but did you know Kansas is also a great place for quail, deer, geese, and my personal favorite, the wild turkey? Learn more about turkey hunting in Kansas at www.travelks.com. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. High Mountain Seasonings. Turn your fish and game from ordinary to extraordinary. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Black Cloud FS Steel. With 40% flight stopper shot mixed with premium steel, Federal Premium has created the perfect storm. Black Cloud FS Steel. There's a storm on the horizon. The jokes are terrible. The venue is bad. The fashion was boring. Okay. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, Jim, contrary to what most people say, I do love you. <laughs> half the time, I love you. This just happens to be that half of the time. Half of the time. And then two minutes from now, it's, uh, I hate this guy. You want to play a little game? <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to play Name That Song. Frank! Take it away. The Revolution. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's a theme song from out of Africa. Out of Africa. Uh, uh, John Barry. John Barry. That's the uh, composer. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Great composer. Uh, I got to tell you guys a story. This this is just amazing. Jim gets back um, in this past Monday, okay? I walk into his office to see him. And he's got this music blaring yeah, loud. Kind of weeping. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's listening to this song. Turn it up, Frank. 
He's listening to this song, uh, the the main theme to Out of Africa with Robert Redford, correct? Yeah, Robert Redford and uh, and he's looking at pictures of his zebra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Took a nice Grant zebra down in uh, down in Texas with <clears throat> Bob Coletta with uh, Zeiss Optics. So far, highlight of the year, yeah. right there. Yeah, but uh, tell me, how were the uh, zebra steaks? Oh, excellent. Fantastic. I love zebra. Excellent table fare. It's kind of crazy, but it's, yeah, it's good. Actually, it's really better than uh, venison. I don't know what you think it tastes like. It tastes a little bit like thoroughbred to me, <laughs> not zebra. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to yell whoa when somebody's swallowing. All right, so on today's show, we are talking about the rut, hunting the rut uh, in particular. Uh, just before the break, though, we heard from uh, Craig Doherty. Yeah, and, and he was talking about uh, the rut, the biological rut versus, versus the, you know, the hunter's rut. And um, people get that confused all the time. We won't get back into yeah, that. No, no, no. That's no. old we, news. We just heard it, you know. Uh, so our phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. Hey, coming up next, we've got Bernie Berenger, and he is with uh, Field and Stream. And uh, Bernie, you're a great little piece using a Bucks vision uh, to your advantage. And now I, I, I kind of want to quiz you real quick on their eyesight and camel patterns. Now you say that they pick up on blue. That's a primary color they see, correct, Bernie? They see the blue end of the spectrum very, very well. They don't see the red-orange end of the spectrum well. So most people wouldn't think of it this way, but because humans uh, don't see blue as bright and we see red-orange really well, if you went out in the woods with blue jeans and a a blaze-orange jacket on, you know, a human sees the jacket is really bright and the blue is subdued, and whitetail sees the opposite. He hardly sees the orange, but the blue is very bright. And to them, because they see that into the spectrum better. Plus, humans have a UV filter on their eyes. Yeah. And the does not have a UV filter. So now you look at most camel patterns, right? They're of that blue hue. You know, blue and green, it's all in the same family. You mix in a couple colors, you, you get them. Um, most camel patterns are those shades. And so are they not as effective, Bernie, as we think they are? Are we wasting our money? Well, I... I'm becoming more and more convinced the more research I've done on white television that uh, the really good, pretty camel patterns are more for hunters than they are for the deer, I guess. Ah, they... and, uh, uh, but the reality is, uh, you know, the camel patterns are good. They're, they're all pretty good, and, and, but people should look for camel patterns with lots of contrast. That's the key to it. Really? Is, you know, make sure you, have, yeah, make sure you have brown hues in there and make sure you have contrast in your camel pattern. Yeah, but you know, the, the, the white-tailed deer, that's got to be their eyes or their first line of defense. How well can they see? Well, they really don't see as well as people would think. Their eyes are optimized for their world, and they, they need up-close vision a lot more for feeding, for nipping buds off of trees and so forth. And so it's sort of a trade-off is that they don't have very good long-distance vision. If a whitetail was a human, he'd have about 20-40 vision and probably oh. be wearing glasses. <laughs> and, uh, so, and that's something that shocks most people is that, that deer are, are extremely good at picking out movement, but they don't have very good visual acuity you know, beyond 20 or 30 yards. Now, what what is their field of view? Because, you know, like a human being, I mean, it, it's directly in front of us. W- what is it like for them, Bernie? Well, it, uh, I always try to compare it to a human's eye because it's something we can relate to. And if, if you think, you know, your listeners right now, they can look around the room or wherever they're driving or whatever, and, and, and they can look at something and their eyes will quickly settle on a small point and it'll focus on that. And then you bounce your eyes to something else. Yeah. And it'll focus on that. And see, deer don't, aren't able to move their eyes very much. They're on the sides of their head, and they're almost uh, in place uh, where they can't hardly be moved mm-hmm. very little. And so a deer has to move its head. And so rather than having that real small point of focus, they have a band of focus. And mm. they, they did some research here at the University of Washington and the University of Georgia, and they actually used really high-powered microscopes to break down the deer's eye and really look mm-hmm. at where the rods and cones are and so forth. And and it turns out that the deer have, they can basically see the entire horizon that's in focus at once. Wow. The person has to, you have to, the predators have to move their eyes around a human's uh, his eye as a predator's eye. And so, you know, have you ever seen a deer that it thought it saw something and it starts bobbing its head up and down like it's. Oh, yeah. And I always thought, I, I thought always trying to fake me out or something. But really, <laughs> I think what they're doing is they're actually moving that band of focus up and down to try to figure out what they saw. They saw a movement or something, and they're trying to put that band in focus up a tree uh, to try to figure out, you know, what it was that disturbed them. So if we stay out of that line of sight, let's say we stick close to the ground or up in a tree stand, like you were just saying, we can almost stay out of that band and and use their vision against them. Exactly. And that's, you know, when I first started bow hunting, 
the thought at that time was, well, deer just don't look up. And, yeah. uh, well, of course they do look up, but they, <laughs> yeah. they don't see up very well. And that's what we've found out more recently is that actually we're just out of their band of focus. And so we're very blurry if we're off the ground. Yeah. I was out uh, hunting this past weekend and I was so high that I got a nosebleed. It was, it was incredibly high. <laughs> yeah. His gun malfunction being that high. Now, real quick, before we go on with this, Bernie, if we want to find out more about you, I, I find this very fascinating. Uh, I, I and think, you read on a lot of different topics. Yeah. Um, I, I think camel has bagged more people than deer, but um, where can we find you online, buddy? Um, I have a website, bowhuntingroad.com, as like bowhunting road trips. Uh, I travel around the bowhunt all over. Uh, it's bowhuntingroad.com, and, and people can subscribe to get uh, updates and so forth. I'm in Kansas right now. I live oh, really? in Minnesota. I'm in Kansas chasing whitetails right now. And, uh, um, you know, people just get on there, and, and every day they get an update. It tells them, uh, you know, where I'm at and what I'm hunting, and I'm putting pictures. I shot a photo of a really nice 10-pointer this morning right at daylight, and I just put it up on the blog. You know, I have noticed that uh, out hunting, I've, I've seen that bobbing head that you talked about. I've seen them stamp their foot to try to get you maybe to move again so they could kind of focus in on you. But at the same time, I have actually played with a doe before where I would take and I would move one finger. And I didn't move anything else, just the one finger, and they would just hone in on that. But it would take them a while to uh, actually, uh, you know, notice it. And then you'd move it again, and then they'd turn away, and they'd look back real quick, trying to get that bigger movement, and uh, they just kind of walked away in disgust, I think. That's why most women do with you, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we would talk with Bernie Berenger, and of course, uh, he is a whitetail hunter extraordinaire. He's a great man. One more time, Mr. Bernie, to find your stuff online, to check it out, and to educate ourselves. Where do we have to head to? bowhuntingroad.com. All right, so we're the revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings at HIMDNJerky.com and NRA Blog at NRAblog.com plus NBC Sports Outdoors. That's NBC Sports.com forward slash outdoors. Yeah. Hey, coming up next, you're not going to believe this. We got Brad Christian with Button Buck. Button Buck. Button and this buck. is something you gotta, you're going to want to hear. I don't care if you got kids or you got grandkids. You're going to want to hear this next interview. You got a midget neighbor. Yeah. You're going to want to listen to this. Anyways, Brad, Bernie. Brad Christian. Bernie. Coming up next. Bernie. No, thanks so much, buddy. My pleasure, man. Got Hey, stick around. More Whitetail Talk next with Jim and Trav on The Revolution. When it comes to camping, I like to relax, but I was getting stressed about camp cooking. Then I discovered the Camp Chef Portable Outdoor Oven. This junior-sized oven works with a small propane bottle and is perfect for family camping trips. With a matchless ignition, heating up to 400 degrees, and space to put a 9 by 13 inch pan, I can cook cinnamon rolls for breakfast, casseroles for dinner, and pie for dessert. Look for the Portable Outdoor Oven at a store near you or online at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Be your best in the field with Outgo's portable personal care products. Get clean with smart suds, waterless wash, and quick-dry microfiber towels. Field tested in the military, now at outdoor retailers and on base. See the full line at outgo.us. Every Thursday night, make NBC Sports Outdoors your destination for the best fishing shows and most respected anglers around. A big old bluefin is taking the line! Starting Thursday at 7 on the NBC Sports Network. For over 20 years, High Mountain Seasonings has been filling the outdoorsman's need for easy-to-use, economical, and fun kits to make your own jerky, snacking sticks, sausage, and smoked fish. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himt jerky.com three two one let's go this is the revolution with jim and trav Hi, Jimmy. Hi, what? We are back. We are we back. We are back and ready. Yeah. And matter of fact, we just heard from old Bernie Berenger. And, of course, he's a freelance writer for Field and Stream. Also, is a blogger. Talking about uh, using a buck's vision to your advantage. To your advantage. Kind of a cool thing. You know, um, a lot of people, pretty much anymore, they just have a kid and let go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, they kind of Raise yourself. Pretty much abandon the kids. And they, they end up like Snooky. Uh, <laughs> actually, we got a clip uh, to further our point. All right, take a listen to this. The revolution. Do you plan to breastfeed? It just looks so painful. So you're not going to be breastfeeding? That freaks me out. Why does it freak you out? I feel like, I mean, just drink regular milk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just get milk! (laughs) Some good old uh, 2%. 
Where am I going with this? Oh, we're not sure. Buck. It's a brand new clothing line. This is so cool. It is for kids. I don't care if you have a two month old or if you have a 10 year old. Button Buck is the hottest new apparel, a clothing for kids in the outdoors. But our phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. And right now, we are being joined by Brad Christian. And, of course, he's the president and CEO of Button Buck Corporation. Button Buck. Button Buck. How's it going, Brad? I'm doing well, guys. I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Good, good. Now, you actually have a, cl- uh, a, a company, clothing, cl- line. A clothing line called Button Buck. And it's primarily from infants up to about, what, 12, 13 years old? You got it. 12, yep, 13. You know, I was on you guys' website, and real fast before we get into this, where can we find you online, buddy? Uh, buttonbuck.com. Hop online and check it out and read you guys' story. My wife and I fell into the same boat. Is now, you that, found them on Facebook, right? Yeah, we found them. I, I'm going to get into that here in oh, a second. Oh, sorry. I was... But until we found you guys, which about a month ago, my sorry, Jim, my wife found you guys on Facebook. And oh, is that how? Yeah, that's how she found it. She says, oh, honey, you got to check this out. This is so cool. And that's pretty much how she sounds. Um, (laughs) She really does. She has a deeper voice, though. Yeah, she smokes like a fiend, (laughs) even when she's pregnant. Um, And she was so excited. We recommended it to all of our friends and we hopped online and I was blown away, Brad. This segment of the market is completely overlooked. You know, we have sure there's some onesies and there's some outfits but they're just stupid. They're I mean, cuties. yeah, it's I wouldn't want to have my children dressed in that crap. But this is something they can be proud of. It's awesome. It's well made. I mean, it's just cool apparel, man. I appreciate that. That's the goal, man. I mean, that's that's what happened to us. You know, we were like you guys were you know, super passionate outdoors, men, women, you know, my wife. Yeah. And we had kids and, you know, we, we got, you know, we're stuck. We, we went shopping for them. We went to, you know, a few of the different stores and. And, you know, the, the stuff we found, I mean, my wife's looking at it going, there's no way in the world you know, mm-hmm. I, I'd let my kids wear this stuff. <laughs> and so, yeah, we started we started chewing on it. You know, I don't started, you know, coming up with designs on our own. We just said, you know what, let's pull the trigger on this. I think there's a need for it and we're passionate about it. And and uh, that's how it was born. Yeah. Now, give us an idea of some of the items that you have available. Uh, and matter of fact, you can buy this stuff right online, can't you? Yeah. Right now we're uh, we're primarily direct. But we're uh, we're starting to go to retail here as we speak, uh-huh. and uh, all at buttonbuck.com. And we've got, like you mentioned, everything from onesies, bibs, one one bib that's really popular for whether you're having a kid or you know a hunter or a fisher uh, fisherman that's having a kid is is a daddy hunted dinner bib. It just says, I love you know, that. <laughs> cool, you know, daddy hunted dinner, and that's cool. You know, there's something you know, you're, you you know we work real hard to bring you know venison or whatever home to the table and to sit there and look across at your kid and, you know, rocking a daddy hunted dinner bib. It just makes you puff your chest up a little bit. So it's uh, it's good stuff. And then we've got a daddy caught dinner for our fishermen. And then we've got mommy versions available too in that. So those are super popular. Um, And then we've got our, our premium tease line. All of our stuff is, you know, ultra soft, just, you know, for us, we live kind of in a mainstream culture. And so clothes that we wear every day are, are, you know, our premium tees are our, are ultra soft and yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're fitted cuts and all that. So all of our stuff's that way, but you know, everything from the, the vegetables are for deer. <laughs> I love that. Popular, <laughs> you know, kind of funny one to uh, just really stylized stuff. that's not in your face. Like our, our sockeye salmon tea, which is just a stylized take on, on three sockeye salmon that, you know, are on the shirt. And, and, and that one looks sharp. I mean, you, if you're a non-fisherman, non-outdoorsman, you know, you would like that shirt just because it's a cool looking tee, you know? Yeah. Now you have a uh, polo shirts for uh, that, that I saw online. Also, you've got outerwear as well. Now yep. I can speak from personal uh, experience here because I got a four year old daughter. Everybody knows how uh, Fiona, my two year old Olivia and a two month old boy, Jonah. And I got a, a piece for every single one of them. And, and this is quality stuff. You know, when you go to the store, you, like you're saying that like the premium quality T-shirts and stuff or whatever you're buying. You don't want to get that crap stuff and throw it on your kids. I mean, it's just not nice. You want it soft as no. a baby's bottom. Soft as a baby's bottom. I want soft as a baby's right. bottom, and I'm an adult, exactly. you know? Exactly. But, but this exactly. is appealing to everybody. Even if you're not an outdoorsman or woman, you're going to like and appreciate the quality and just the creativeness of uh, uh, this clothing line because there button is button. nothing like that. And, yeah, button buck, you know, when you get to that, ow, oh, let's say 14, 15, a lot of outdoor retailers will start to cater. But when you, when you're below that line, I mean, you just drop off the face of the earth and you can't find anything 
unless it's like I I poop for free, you know? (laughs) I mean, people have that crap all the time now, not that people don't chuckle. But this is so cool. Now, we we need to fan you on Facebook. Are you guys on Twitter as well? We are. We are. And our our Twitter handle and, and same on Facebook is Button Buck Kids. So it's different than our website. Website is Button Buck. And then the, the Facebook and Twitter is Button Buck Kids. Yeah. Now, if, if you're out there and you happen to be a retailer, are you accepting uh, uh, applications or inquiries from dealers to be able to handle your line? Yeah, we are. We are talking with retailers right now. You know, one retailer, I'll give a shout out to Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Oh, yeah. I would love those guys. Yeah, they just brought our uh, our line into the visitor center. Oh, really? Uh, in Montana. Yeah, Dang. really exciting. We love those guys. Uh, the conservation organizations have been uh, pheasants forever. Um, just, you know, did something with us. Yeah, this that. is so neat, man. Uh, one more time, huh? where can we find you guys online? Buttonbuck.com. Christmas is coming up. Oh, that's right. That's right. You got to totally yep. outfit Actually, your kids. You know what is coming up? Hunting seasons. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow. This is as good every day of the week. Buy it just because, hey, it's November. Yeah. Go burn all your kids' clothes. <laughs> then you have to buy everything and buy everything at Buttonbuck. They want to wait till the shipment comes in. Yeah. <laughs> your kids are going to be running around naked. It's not going to look real All good. that happens at your house all the time. <laughs> hey, heck, I run around naked. Uh-oh. Uh, this is so cute. And plus, I tell you what, your, your daughter is one of your, your prominent models, correct? Yeah, she She's naturally a- gets thrown in there a whole bunch. <laughs> She is an absolute cutie, man. Uh, once once again, you. hop online, check them out. Uh, fan them on Facebook. Uh, great, great stuff. We, we definitely do endorse this stuff. And so we are the revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com. And High Mountain Seasonings, that is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. And I'm going to say also by Button Buck. Yeah. Look them up at ButtonBuck.com. But, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it, Brad. Rock and roll, guys. Travis, Jim, uh, appreciate you guys and enjoy chatting, man. All righty. Hey, stick around. Coming up next. Sorry, Jimbo. It's going to be my daddy, Larry Wisehoon. He's the man. Mr. Whitetail himself. He's God. All right, we got to put him in some button buck. All right, put his <laughs> beard cool on, yeah. put his beard go, on a onesie. <laughs> there, there you go. I want candy. I want candy. I want candy. I want candy. You shut your mouth. You keep your mouth shut. No one wants to hear your mouth when I eat dinner. Check out all things Jim and Trav at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Hunting from a tree is good, but hunting from inside a tree is better. The Tree Blind from Nature Blinds is the most realistic hunting blind on the planet. It fools animals and looks great on your property, too. Visit natureblinds.com for details. Who's watching your home when you're not there? It could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in when they think no one is home, and no one will stop them. Don't be an easy target for intruders. Protect your home with a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone right now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-866-669-8954. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-866-669-8954. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 per month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now, 1-866-669-8954. That's 1-866-669-8954. All right, are we ready? This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. You know I wish that I had Larry. I wish that I had Larry's beard. I do, Jimmy. Don't laugh. Why can't I find a beard like that? <laughs> You're growing Larry, I'm telling you. Larry Wysoon. I love that man. I love his beard. Impeccable facial hair. Just all around cool guy. Yeah, Best yeah. guy in the world. I wish he would have won the election. Uh-huh. Hey, we're talking about the run before the break. We heard from old Brad Christian with Button Buck. Cool new clothing line for uh, little kiddos. Kiddos. Yeah. kiddos. I don't care if you have a, a one-day-old or a seven-day-old or seven-year-old. Uh, they have stuff uh, to outfit your kids. Really cool clothing line and apparel. Uh, Got to check them out. One more time, like Jim said, though, talking about the rut. Very interesting show today. A lot of things I learned. Uh, do you have deodorant all over your shirt? Is that <laughs> look at look at the back of your arm? Sorry. Can you see that? Can you see this, folks? Yes. I'm not sure what that is. That's deodorant. That could be breakfast. <laughs> no, it smells like Old Spice. <laughs> it is Old Spice. All right, so now we're right now we're being joined by Larry Wisehoon. Why do you do that? Eight, do what? People are out there saying. 
Who cares? Makes people feel more involved. <laughs> I think. Uh, 785-846-7647. Larry is calling us. I can't believe this man is calling us. Makes me Twitter paint it. I love you, Larry. Uh, how's it going, buddy? Son, I'm doing fine. <laughs> oh, oh, you just made my day, Dad. Uh, so, Larry, uh, we are talking. mine, too. Right? <laughs> We're, we're talking about hunting the rut, and there, there's so many misnomers. You know, I, earlier in the show, we heard from old Craig Doherty there uh, with Outdoor yep. Life, and he was talking about that the rut that everyone speaks of, like the average hunter, truly isn't the biological rut. I never even knew that, Larry. That That's crazy. Well, you know, one of the reasons the rut occurs where it does, and it does a lot of different places. Here in Texas, where I live, we have an area down close between Houston, down along the coast, where the rut the peak of that biological rut is about August 15th to about August the 25th. No way. You go, yes, sir. You go just a little bit inland, and it's late October, early November, and you get down to deep south Texas, down the brush country, and it's generally that week before Christmas. The reason the rut occurs where it does, when it does, is so mm-hmm. that seven and a half months later, those fawns are born at the most opportune nutrition time of the year, so that those ah. those have got uh, a fair amount of eat in terms so they can produce milk, but also so those farms have something to eat as they start growing. So there's really no real mystery when you get right down to it as far as I'm concerned. The mystery comes in is what's happened over the last many years. And yeah, There was a time when that nutritional peak was a very short period of time. As we have messed with Mother Nature, if you will, in mm-hmm. terms of, of a lot of the crops that we have these days, all the things that we do to try to improve the nutrition of, of the deer. And so in a lot of places, the rut really has kind of spread out a little bit. Now, now the thing is, you've done a rut report over the years. And uh, how are we progressing from the northern climbs? Because, you know, we have stations all over the country. And so let's start off in the northern climbs and work south. How what is it looking like? Yeah, what's it looking like? It, it's a great time right now to be out in the woods because these deer, particularly the bucks, are starting, as, as you've probably heard, are starting to move around quite a bit. They're trying to establish themselves in the hierarchy. They're trying to find a place so they can find a bunch of does. And so there's a lot of activity going on. But for the most part, there's a lot of rutting activity from what I remember years ago when we were doing the rut report on a daily basis, particularly up in, in parts of Minnesota, Michigan, Pennsylvania. That rut should be, at about this point, going pretty strong. Uh, and in parts of the Texas Hill Country, as you start coming down, in that quarter along those lines, you'll be the red will be going on pretty strong probably in the next two to three weeks. Mm. Now, obviously, during the rut or like once again the hunter's rut that we've been calling it, uh, you you see increased activity in deer. But overall, does the rut really help your chances out? Because I mean, you're you're going to have just a lot of call bucks running by stuff like that. These big old swamp donkeys, these savvy guys. Uh, they're they're not stupid like these younger bucks. They're not going to be putting themselves, Larry, <laughs> in situations where some jerk face is going to take a pop shot at them. And so, really, how much does this increase our chances of harvesting a nice buck, Larry? You know, to some extent, it maybe even decreases our chances. Really? To me, it's the best time to take a buck that we know of. And these days, with trail cameras and all the scouting and things that we do, the best time to take a really big buck that you know something about is the first earliest legal opportunity that you have, and that coincides really? a lot with bow hunters. And what happens is, is once that rut starts getting a little bit closer, such as we are right now, these animals become. I mean, they're they're moving. Deer are very much like people. There's some of us that live and die in a, within a very small community. There's some that leave and never come back. Mm-hmm. There's some that leave and come back, leave and come back, leave and come back. And so deer have a tendency to do some of that same sort of thing. So the only thing about the rut is you have a tendency now to see generally more deer than what you would. But that one particular big old buck that you're hunting, he may be a long way off. You bet. Yo, we're talking with Larry Wisoon, also known as Mr. Whitetail, and there are some facts that we want to find out if he knows. That's, this is actually sent in from our listeners. listeners yeah. They wanted to quiz my dad. Don't you make my dad look bad. <laughs> Not on the air. All right, Larry, this comes from a Susan down in uh, Texas. She says, Larry, actually, no, Mr. Larry, I'm going to read that right. Mr. Larry, do you know the top running speed of a whitetail? The top running speed, it depends on who's shooting at. <laughs> <laughs> but most, most deer top end is a little bit over 20 miles per hour. Oh, she's way off. She said 40. I'm giving that to Larry. 
Totally. Uh, there may be a, a burst of speed, you know, where they go to 25 or 27, but, I mean, it's not. <laughs> 40? They're not going to be running 40 miles an hour. Uh, if, she, if there was, we'd put bucket seats on If them. Larry's shooting at you, you're going to go 1,000 miles an hour. All right, here's another one. That, and this is, I think, very random, Mr. Larry. A uh, top swimming speed of a whitetail. Top swimming speed? <laughs> no joke. Oh, my goodness. We chased deer a little bit in the water many, many years ago as part of a capture technique mm-hmm. before we had all the fancy stuff that we do now. And I'd say it's probably about, oh, a mile to two miles per hour at the very <laughs> most. So they're not designed for swimming. I mean, their toes don't spread far enough. They don't have webs. <laughs> they have webbed toes. They don't, they don't look like Michael Phelps. All right, they put 13. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> they put 13 miles an hour, but I'm just not buying that. No. All right, here's, no, I think it's a little bit fast. All right, here's here's our last question they wrote, and this came from a Bob, and he is up in the UP. Average tail length of a white tail. How long is the average tail length of a white tail? Oh, my goodness. The average tail length is somewhere between 8 to about 12 inches. So we'll say probably about 10 inches on the on the overall length. Wow. You are you, absolutely right. You aced that one perfectly. All right. That's what <laughs> All right, this game was a success. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we've been talking with Larry Wiseman. Of course, he is Mr. Whitetail. Mr. Whitetail. Now, Larry, if we want to find out more about you, where can we find you online, buddy? I'll tell you what one of the best things to do is I do a weekly blog these days at www.natureblind.com. Oh, really? Slash backslash Larry. I do a, a weekly column there. Of course, I can find me on Facebook as well. Well, hey, uh, we're coming off an ad break, so uh, we are brought to you by Ram Trucks. RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com plus Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. Mr. Larry, my daddy, I love you. Thanks for coming back, buddy. More revolution coming up. If you want to be part of the show, hit up Jim and Trav at radio at outdoortrailsnetwork.com. Hey, we want to give a special thanks to all of our 400 native affiliate stations, your advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Peggy, Mark Paneri, Frank the Sound Guy, Scott Bessel, Craig Doherty, Bernie Berger, let's see, Brad Christian, and Larry Wisehoon. Coming up next thing on The Revolution. Man, we're going turkey hunting. It's going to be fun talking about fall turkey hunting, getting ready for Thanksgiving. So we are Jim and Traff. It's the Grabs, your local news weather. It is coming up next. Jimbo and I love you dearly. Yes, we do. Peace out. We'll talk to you next week.